Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture from 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 8 through 10 says, For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance, for you were made sorry after a godly manner that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of this world worketh death. You know, sometimes on a school playground, two classmates will get into a fight. And many times a teacher will intervene to try to break it up and then tell the students to apologize to each other. Well, they might tell each other that they're sorry, but a genuine apology goes beyond just words. It's more than just saying I'm sorry, because those words can be said without any heartfelt sincerity at all. Psalms 38 verse 18 says, For I will declare mine inequity, I will be sorry for my sin. Someone can force you to apologize to another, but true godly sorrow will cause you to feel bad about the person that you have wronged. It'll grieve you so much that it will result in you approach, to approach them to confess your faults. And this is the same kind of sorrow that the prodigal son possessed. It was godly sorrow mingled with a humble heart, which resulted in him going back home and confessing his faults to his dad. Just the sight of him returning, he was greeted with open arms. He was sorry enough that he went back home and apologized. And in that single act of repentance, he was completely forgiven for all that he had done. Godly sorrow is contrite and penitent. It's more than just saying you're sorry. It's feeling sorry in your heart. And this is the same way the humble publican felt. His heart was filled with remorse, the same feeling that we must possess towards God and others that we have wronged in the church. Look at Luke chapter 18, beginning at verse 10. It says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee, that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, and adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Isaiah 57, verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also, that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Contrition will cause you to mourn for what you have done towards others. Matthew 5, verse 4, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Luke 6, 21, Blessed are ye that weep now, for you shall laugh. The Apostle James warned the church to humble themselves through contrition. James 4, beginning of verse 8, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 3 says, Sorrow is better than laughter, 
For by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. Here's another example of someone in Scripture who was truly sorry for their past sins. Her heart was in the right place, and she found forgiveness with the Lord. Look at Luke chapter 7, uh, beginning at verse 36. It says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and had wiped them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now the, when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose to that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, Her sins, which are many, are forgiven." For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Godly sorrow will result in a changed heart and causing you to take a different direction in your life. Works are the proof that God's sanctifying grace is working in your heart, and it's the evidence of true faith. James chapter 2, beginning of verse 20, says, But wilt thou know, vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then, how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. So remember, without contrition, it's only religion. Without humility from the heart, it's only words. Have you reconciled with God and with others that you have wronged? Do you care for them enough to confess your faults to them? Do you truly feel sorry? Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at tlkjbc.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you and Lord willing. We'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, 
Bye-bye, everybody.